zoom and on zoom yeah it's a very exciting night for us yeah we get to do one of our wonderful interviews yes we do yes we do so we are lucky enough this evening to be joined by david haas he is running running for village trustee of west dundee and uh we're gonna do a little bit of local news today i think i think that's absolutely crucial right we always talk on this podcast about the macro levels or the state levels but i think we've also alluded to you know, many a time, just how important the local level is as well. Yeah. Whether it's your local education board and the direction of education and curriculums or, you know, the position of trustee, which we're going to learn more about tonight. I mean, they have major impacts on your daily life. And so it's important to be knowledgeable about those and more importantly, vote. Yeah. Well, and it's nice, too, because there's somebody else that's going to be joining us for a late night podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody else gets to see uh, that we're just a couple of working dudes that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on vacation this week, so I, I did very oh, little yeah. work. Yeah. Life is good for you, buddy. Yeah, it was good. Must be nice. <laughs> you don't have to get up with your kids in the morning tomorrow, do you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. And without any further ado, Mr. David Haas. David, welcome. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for, for allowing me to, to join you. Yeah, absolutely. And so for those at home uh, who have never met David Haas, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, before you became this massive candidate of Village Trustee <laughs> yeah. in West Dundee, like what was, what what were you up to? You know, what, what kind of field of work are you in? And what, what brought you to <laughs> local politics? Yeah, I... I... I really, I mean, the story is um, more along the lines of, I think, what you guys have experienced. Um, and and that's, a, like you said, working guys, couple working guys. I've got a small business. I'm uh, located in Villa Park. It's a refinishing business. And, and I learned a lot about uh, working with not only our local and state government, but just different organizations all across the uh, the spectrum of, of of the the work that we do, and it always intrigued me. You know this type of um, local office. Uh, I think you just in that in that opening you just mentioned a couple things which are are like you said this is crucial because this is the stuff that we live in every single day, and you know you don't often see your elected officials you know at the grocery store or something. I mean the the things that we'll talk about tonight and and hopefully we'll educate some folks and. Um, uh, I just really, you know, really like the fact that we can have a conversation like this. We can talk about the the stuff that's happening in West Dundee, and and then we'll we'll put into action. We'll do some things, and it will directly affect you and I, the kids, the neighbors, uh, the 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 people that are passing through. Um, I'm getting a little bit off of off of um, how I got here, though. I guess that's okay. Um, we do this all the time. We're, and, we we are yeah. we are experts at <laughs> going off topic. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've listened to you. I've listened to multiple episodes. I'm I'm 
you know, and pleased to be a customer of of yours, Kevin, too, you know, over at, <laughs> yeah. you know, over at Blue Root, which is a great thing. But um, so that's actually not a bad place to talk about, really, just from my background. So um, uh, really, I'm from Glen Ellen, which is not very far okay. away. Um, my I'm cousins just up the road in Algonquin, I'm 31. And I remember traveling from Glen Ellen to Algonquin and actually, you know, falling asleep because it was so far away as a kid. <laughs> right. And and now I make the trip in reverse, right? Villa Park is right by Glen Ellen and I live here in West Dundee. So it's a, it's a neat thing to just think that's like my morning commute. Now I now I listen to the radio or, you know, listen to some music and then I'm, I'm you know, right back where I started. It's kind of cool. Um, but uh, after, after Glen Ellen went to NIU, um, just got involved in everything I could on campus from, from being in the, in the residence hall to a fraternity, business fraternity, the college business, my major, I was a grad assistant, did my MBA. So I just have been sort of hyper wired to be involved in, in what I'm doing and where I'm at. Um, started my career in hospitality, worked in Walt Disney World and Marriott, and that gave me some good uh, lessons and, and dealing with people. And uh, like Kevin, I bartended for a, a long time. I bartended for about eight years total at a handful of places, um, uh, which, you know, gives you a lot of neat life lessons, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, I mean, between the nonprofits and the volunteering and all the different things, I just, just, you know, here I am kind of wanting to dive deeper into West Dundee where we live and make an impact. That's awesome. And, you know, and this is kind of cool, not kind of cool. This is very cool for us because, you know, although we have listeners all over, um, obviously with Brian and I being West Dundee residents, um, a large base of our, our listeners are here right in town. So this is something that we don't get to offer very often, whereas, you know, we, we, we talk general politics and, and, you know, national news, worldwide news that, that affects everybody that lives here. This is kind of cool because it's a direct effect. You know what I mean? It's something that has to do with, with our neighbors, with our friends. So, like I said, I mean, we're really happy to be, to be having this opportunity. Well, and it's super timely, right? And obviously you guys know this, but for, for everyone that's going to hear this in the next couple of days, um, you know, early voting has been open. But election day is Tuesday, the fourth, and you have polling places all over. You know, open up. There'll be lines of people. Uh, um, the The tough thing about a local election like this, with with nothing huge on the table, presidential election or some of these things, it'll be just getting people out to vote. So that's another reason I want to thank you for allowing me here because I'm going to post this and 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 share share what you guys are doing, and and we hope we drive some people to the polls here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that Kevin and I try and do beyond, you know, educate and, and you know, save s some of our listeners some time of diving into news articles is just kind of make them aware of everything. And so we're happy to make them both aware of the voting uh, going on in West Indy, but also uh, some of the candidates and, and, you know, from the conversations that you and Kevin have had and, and stuff like that. And, you know, our daughters knowing each other, I'm sure you are nothing yeah. but good people. So I'm, I'm really excited to kind of uh, get to know you a little bit better. You are running for the position of town trustee, right? West Dundee trustee. What does a trustee do? Help our audience understand exactly what is the purpose of this position and why it's important to go vote for it. 
so a, it's a good question. A good question. What does the the trustee actually do? And you know, we're I'm learning as much as as um, the next person for sure because um, I'm not there yet. Right, this is my first time running for an elected office. Um, but what about what I can tell you is that the the village president, um, who is is our mayor, Chris Nelson, has six trustees, and we're looking after the primary functions of the village. So that's your administrative stuff with economic development attached to that, community relations, public safety. Right? There's the we have a fire chief, we have a police chief. Um, a village of our size has a certain number of things that um, are going to grow from the staff perspective, like police and fire, and um, and the village manager uh, really oversees all of that. Um, but public works, intergovernmental affairs, we have planning and zoning, appearance uh, review commissions. There's the liquor commission, right? There's a whole bunch of policies and um, and responsibilities, and and I, maybe I use a broader term like oversight. Uh, would be a good thing also because there's a village staff and and you guys would probably I mean generally I think people are surprised at how many people are working for the village not on a daily basis that keep us so so happy and like and you know in some cases I say just naive to my surroundings that everything is so well done in, in West Dundee and so that that's really a tribute to the staff um, and then the board will will help provide some vision, provide some direction, and then vote to approve things. And and then that's where we get to the elected office. So you're going to, you know, get support from the the broader base here and and, and trust and you guys get to vote, right? And and hopefully you vote for me to maintain the the quality and the character of the village. And our kids are all in the same school. Um, you know I volunteer for the PTC too, which we it's like a PTA that we call it the PTC here locally. Mm -hmm. um, and you know it's important it's always been important to me to be involved, to know really what's going on and then be able to share that with the people that are around me that are in my orbit. Um, so sometimes I just say I want I'm willing to go to the meetings that you aren't willing to go to. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like Brian and I watching you know, provide some crew. It's kind of like Brian and I watching the news and reading news articles and then <laughs> doing a podcast about it so other people don't have to. So yeah. that being said, we appreciate you. Yeah. We're we're like, you know, we have similar roles. And so I was thinking about how you, you guys, you're just saying you read the news, you save people some time and they get a little bit of um, that download from you. It's and But I think they appreciate your opinion. That's what I hope to achieve as a trustee is, is continue to gain support and and grow my circle, grow our circle, particularly like the three of us. We already said we're, we've got kids in the same school and I want to do these type of things and and share it with our group mm -hmm. and bring some new perspective, bring our generation into the conversation and continue to grow with West Dundee here. I think it's 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 like we're providing the same service. Sure. Sure. I, I would, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit and say yours is a little bit more impactful on the community. I would say uh, so. <laughs> because you're the one actually enacting <laughs> uh, policies and, 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 you know, tips and everything like that. But go ahead, Kevin. You yeah, can we're, take we're, it we're, away. we're basically Monday morning quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Isn't that what, is that the same? <laughs> yeah. That is the same. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, the toughest thing about local and municipal, well, actually, no, you already, you already kind of touched on it. He touched on it, yeah. But, but, but do, you, do you think the most difficult thing about 
local elections or municipal municipal politics is that it does because it, you're talking every two years basically. Not that that's much different than going you know between house, uh, house and house of reps and presidential elections. But do you think that that timeline of you know um, you know our federal government elections versus our, our local municipalities is the biggest obstacle to overcome is just getting people to to go out and vote when they're not voting for. Um, something on a larger scale yeah i I think that's got to be number one it's it's turnout right if they're the the big money is not in the local trustee campaign right right and so there's not a lot of eyeballs on the election Um, now we we have the school board which brings a lot of people out and Mm, that's a really nice thing for us because i think people are focused and they're paying attention I think we're going to have a bigger turnout this this particular election than people realize, but I've got to be the hundredth person that's ever said that, right? You know, um, the the reality of it is that um, you know we've, we're a town of of, you know, of, of over six thousand. I don't know what the I don't have the that number in front of me, but yeah. Um, I, what I what I can tell you the numbers that I did bring to share with you guys tonight are the last election numbers. So in 2021, the last consolidated election that we had trustees up, the the top vote earner got 756 votes. So you think it's, you know, a, just a, a fraction, a small fraction of the people that live here. Yeah, that's crazy. And I want to say that the population of West Dundee now is, is a little bit into the 7,000s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just brought yeah, five. Yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I mean, plus, plus five because I just brought five over from Carpentersville. Uh, oh yeah, last your year. family. Okay, <laughs> you're the you're the the one that took the iceberg out. Yeah, basically, basically. Um, but it, that that is incredible to me because I, it, it's it's funny so because ten percent, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's ten percent of the people voted for the for that for for Trustee Wilbrandt and 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 then Trustee Ala. Um, Trustee Alapajanis, you have 453 votes, and so they those two were were elected, and you know, and and I think some of the team I've talked to think less people are going to show out show up for this because there's just nothing going on except for the trustee and the school board. Um, but we'll see. We're, you know, this is why this is why I'm here with you guys, and yeah. and this is why you know your listeners are going to get out there on April 4th, and and I think we're going to make a dent in the in the numbers here. You know what we're uh we, we always push for voting, you know, and we always talk about how important it is and and this, you know, especially for all of our local listeners, um it, it directly affects us. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it's it's more important, but I would say that it is, you know, nearly as important as going out and voting for your state representatives for your your sure. your congressmen and women. Um so you know, uh, here's 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 to hoping, and, and you know, obviously, uh, Brian and I will go out and do our part. Heck and, yeah! And force our significant yeah. others to do theirs, <laughs> <laughs> just like we force them you know, to listen to us. It, yes, the Chicago way. It's yeah. Chicago way both, you know? <laughs> um, let me let me say one let me say sure. one other thing about the, the because I think you'll appreciate this from what I've heard from you guys. You're gonna you're gonna probably love this part of it. Um, it is not easy to get on the ballot and it's not easy to, to find what you can and cannot do to have a committee or to request information mm-hmm. or, you know, how long it takes to establish a committee with the state and open a bank account and 
Um, I mean, it, it, it took weeks and I, and I will tell you, it is my feeling that it's really, you know, it's set up for the people in office to stay in office. And I think even just the last three months, you know, I filed the paperwork December 19th and now we're right around the corner from election day. And, and I still am curious as to where I would have found some of this information if I didn't have some people, you know, supporting me and paying attention and, and allowing me to ask questions. Can you can you actually dive a little deeper into that? Like the actual barriers that you kind of faced, you said a bank account, which I'm guessing is for like finances with the campaign or whatever, but other barriers and paperwork's like, what was it like and how did you find out how to do it all? Yeah. So let me let me I'll draw an example for you. Um the uh, with with the respect to the bank account. Um I'm at, in my small business, I bank with Chase mm -hmm. and um I, I think, you know, for a long time I banked with Chase, so then having a business account there felt very comfortable to me. Mm -hmm. um, there, you know, I listened to the banking um, episode that you, like, right, that you guys did right after <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, Silicon Valley Bank and all that. And yeah. so, I mean, I, I can't wait to talk to you guys about that some other time, but yeah. um, the, the, you know, the road I went down, and, and everyone's busy, but um, I thought, well, I bank with Chase. These guys are going to get back to me right away, and they're going to be like, yeah, roll out the red carpet for me and tell me how to do things. And, and we, I mean, weeks as I, as I tried to figure out what I was even supposed to ask for. Right. And then, and then I say, oh, it's a political account and okay. Well, my boss has to call you back for those. Oh, then it turns out Chase doesn't support Chase will not do oh. bank accounts for individual candidates. They do things for big, I think they do things for, for bigger party. fundraisers, yeah. packs and those kind of things, mm -hmm. but they do not open accounts for individual candidates. So I walked my, my my happy butt into first American here in West Dundee. Yeah. And you know, and I called ahead and they said, yeah, we'd be happy to do it. So then here I am with like the small regional bank and, yeah. and just loving it. Right. And I yeah. didn't think, you know, I had no idea. I mean, from, from beginning when I started making those phone calls to, to first American really hold my hand and take me through, um, getting it done was, was about three weeks. Wow. But, I Jeez. mean, it, and then in that, and if you think about the election cycle, you know, I started, I filed that paperwork December 19th. We officially know we're on the ballot December 27th, more give or take because of the holiday. Merry Christmas. Right. And then, yeah. yeah. And then, so then boom, now you've got, you know, three months, right? January, February, March to run. And, um, if you, again, if you don't know the rules and you're still reading the rules, well, it's over. Like the time's over, right? Yeah. 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 That's, in, that's incredible. And, and, you know, you're trying to, it's almost like you're playing the board game while reading the rules at the same time and trying to figure out how to win the game and make sure you're not, you know, breaking any of those rules. That's a very yeah. difficult thing to do. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't, yeah. I haven't run for office, but I've played monopoly and I can only imagine what it'd be like <laughs> to be reading the directions and saying, no, you can't yeah. build a hotel there and all that. So, yeah. yeah. And just the pressure and then sort of, you know, it's, it, it's a fun thing. For me, I really enjoy it. I assume you guys really enjoy the performance element to what you do. Uh, I think there's probably a performance element to this mm -hmm. as well, which which I like. And uh, I like being a part of uh, of the bigger process. It is, it is a little bit weird. I mean, when I did that Daily Herald interview, and hopefully you guys had a chance to see some of that, mm -hmm. um, the, the League of Women Voters, the Algenaria, uh, chapter that's here and they put on all the candidate forums for for dozens of races in the area uh, lucky to have somebody doing it um we we had a we had a good turnout we had a couple dozen people come to village hall and then it was of course shared online and streamed and that sort of thing 
Um, but that's it. I mean, that's all the people covering this local local race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the next question that we have for you, we're going to get a little bit more into some of the nitty gritty. So our question to you is, what is a TIFF and when is the right time to enact one? Yeah. That, okay. So I'm going to by no means claim to be any sort of expert on, on, on what it is, but, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you my, I'm going to give you the best sort of simplified version of, of what's going on and then encourage you to sort of ask me some more questions too. And we'll talk about this together. Um, Perfect. The, uh, the, it's, it's, it's at least one thought of mine that, that, that the TIFF is, it's, it's not the only, but it's one of the, the most powerful tools a municipality has to help with development and to, to have the, uh, you know, the, something like, which, which I know we're going to talk about, but something as large of an area as Spring Hill Mall mm-hmm. and as much effort and heavy lifting and money that would take to go into changing this into something else, you know, without the support and an investment from the village, I can't imagine a lot of people even touching it because it's it is think about you are picking up the pieces of something that has just been you know savagely yeah, yeah. beaten up over the over the years and, and we did it to ourselves in some ways with with online demand and and amazon and and things of that nature um but but it wasn't just us right i mean retail has changed yeah and right. there are cities of dozens of malls across the country that are in the same position. So, so allowing, um, allowing the village and allowing taxpayers um, to, to weigh in on that and to um, have a, a say in what's going on and, and have a role in the development is, is an important thing. So what is it exactly, right? Um, and again, oversimplified. Um, you are, you're locking in what, what's called the EAV and that's the uh, equalized assessed value. So think about your assessments, even um, uh, that you know the things that you're taxed on. For like your home, for example, it has an assessed value, mm-hmm. and your taxes are based on that. So so do these other properties. And what what they have what we've done here is we have a probably an a very and maybe it's not an all time low, right? But mm-hmm. but the the property value that that this mall is sitting on. Mm-hmm. is is pretty low right now and that affects now you as you guys know we're not getting a lot of tax money out of the mall right. there was a time where west india i don't i mean that you know you you maybe went to the mall when it was when it was happening when we were when we were younger right? oh 100 um, percent. brian brian and, didn't brian didn't necessarily grow up around this area but like i i mean i remember going to it and like it was just kind of like the hot spot to hang out yeah. and that's before it had a movie theater and before it had well, I mean, it had a food court, but you know there wasn't a, a, even a ton in it then. But I mean, now you look at it, and it's you know all it's all the ma- dilapidated. I'm, well, all of the major um, stores are gone. You know, yeah. the only one that you have still hanging yeah. on by a thread is Kohl's, um, and <laughs> which I, is a business yeah. is barely hanging on. Well, and and you look at Kohl's, yeah. and like I think they're probably their 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 biggest source of income is doing returns for Amazon True. right now. Um, yep. So yep. it's it's definitely it's not the uh, I won't call it a giant, but it's not the powerhouse that it once was for the village because, you know, it, it's not like it, um, 
it doesn't draw the attention it used to be. It right. used to be that it was Spring Hill Mall and it was Woodfield Mall. You know what I mean? And it was it was nice yep. to go to Woodfield, but it was like Spring Hill was here and it had all the stores that you needed. Well, there were other malls. So I grew up closer to David in Elmhurst. So mm-hmm. we had Oak Brook in Yorktown. But the same oh, yeah, principle. Brook, yeah. yeah. The same principle is there. You know, as retail has changed, as you, you spoke about, it is changing the mall environment and yeah. there's just a lack of demand. So. I, I forgot that you grew up so rich, Brian. Okay. <laughs> I did not. My dad was well, a police gonna... officer. <laughs> Brian, you know, my, my business is in Villa Park there. Then yeah. the, that's the neighbor. That's the neighbor. Yeah, so yeah, Madison yeah. and North Avenue, basically. You maybe know the scuba shop. Oh, yeah. That's everyone knows that. Yeah. The yeah. scuba shop is two buildings down from me. Oh, okay. So, so now I know exactly. That well, guy's been there for 40 years. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So so going back to the going back the to TIFF and saying, mm-hmm. okay, so you lock in this low EAV on an empty mall, and then you are going to you know use the money that's generated out of that investment and that growth to gain money on the back end through retail taxes, food and beverage tax, maybe occupancy tax if it was a hotel or if it was something like that, you know, short-term rentals, you have all this chance to to gain the money back that mm-hmm. you've invested into it. Um, so there's that piece of it. And then um, when, you know, in, when you invest in the right ways and you grow the property value, then everybody wins because you you think you've got this growing business that person's making money or that company or those set of companies are making money then the property value is going to be reassessed it's going to be worth so much more and then everyone gets more tax money and then maybe the res, you know maybe residentially your taxes don't go up as much because you've got this new business coming in and um so this everybody wins kind of thing so do you follow that oversimplified uh, explanation i i think you broke it down really well and the way i'm kind of reading that is it's very similar to like a private equity company coming into another company and saying hey we're going to invest you and then win on the back end when you 5x and you scale and you 5x your business and now we're all reaping the benefits except in this case it's the taxpayers doing that like hey we're going to give you that break early on but on the back end with the business development and some of the other taxes we're going to all reap the benefits together Right. And, and then the, the tough part, and I think where, where the conversation gets overcomplicated, maybe overcomplicated is not the right word, just complicated, mm-hmm. is that, you know, some businesses could fail, right? There, I mean, mm-hmm. there could be risks that are taken that, that don't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there's the, uh, this is the part that I think about a little bit, at least in our case locally here. If we don't do something like this and nobody comes to so, sort of, quote, save the day, it's going to fall into further decline. Nobody's getting any tax dollars out of it. And then we're going to have this black hole in the middle of the village right. that, that is insurmountable. So, you know, it's the time now, it, perhaps you asked that in one of your questions, but, you know, when's the right time? Well, now is the right time because the mall has really fallen into, you know, almost empty, like we've talked about. So, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be that that, that assessed value probably couldn't be any lower right than it is right now okay you know i've always had this uh this notion that like because there's there so many great things that you could do with that area and you know my hopes were set a little high when they originally kind of like started to to reinvest in it they did some some modifications to the mall they put in that h&m 
they uh they had a couple of restaurants move in i was mm-hmm. like oh you know the movie theater's there like okay this is the time like they're gonna they're gonna start making some good moves and they they built that you know some of those beautiful outdoor areas i wish they would just turn it into you know like an outlet mall you know because mm-hmm. i mean you look at places like aurora uh you know they put theirs in and i, th- I want to say aurora might be the closest Aurora yeah, yeah, and the, you know, we used to have that one in Huntley, right? Yeah. And, we used to have the Huntley Mall, and um, I think that uh, actually our mayor, Chris Nelson, he said some things about outlet malls in in some recent comments, and I I don't have those in front of me, but I think he put it really well, where whereby some of the stores and some of those retail stores that were were um, in these outlet malls started to make outlet mall clothing, right? Or they started to just make stuff direct mm. to the outlets. Right. And yeah. and then and then that got, you know, as it is a price game, got gobbled up by a lot of the online stuff. So only yeah. the outlet malls in the really dense areas I think mm. have made it where where yeah. Huntley probably was a little too soon. You know, if we had a crystal ball, maybe they would have never done it. But yeah. I think that the play you know, the ninety corridor was growing, growing, growing and like rapidly in two thousand eight yeah. happened and it really just slowed so much of what happened like 59 and 90 yeah. and westward and then that was really sort of the writing on the wall now that now you said something like monday monday morning quarterback yeah you know now it's like telling yourself dude don't buy cds you know you're not gonna need them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but i still got them anyways yeah. still got them above your yeah. still got the dvds and the blu-rays <laughs> yeah but then maybe the people just didn't come out right and then that right. mall didn't make it and, and I, but we have this wonderful um rehab Right, we got more brewery out there in Huntley, and that's that. You know, I'm going to overmention Villa Park here now, early in the interview, but yeah. um, we had more brewing is from Villa Park, and when they opened this one out here, I mean, that was such. You know, I think that the expectations are still very big. I mean, it opened in February of 2020. If yeah. you think about that, yeah, yeah, and and in in three weeks, right, the world changed forever, and these guys still are out there, still making a dent. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole Huntley area has grown incredibly. Yeah. I mean, I used to yeah. I used to roast coffee out there, and you know, I, the the Walmart had just moved in, um, and that was a a big move for us. That we thought it was very exciting. You now you, now you drive down you know forty seven, and it's becoming like a Randall Road of Huntley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's it's a ton of stuff. But I digress. <laughs> so, I guess that brings me to the question. I, I had this a little bit further down the line, but David what the hell do we do at this mall? Like, I think that's probably at the forefront of everyone's mind in this upcoming election for trustees. And and I know there's, Kevin and I always make jokes about having a magic wand on this podcast. So I'm, I, I'm not, necessar- mm-hmm. not necessarily bestowing upon you the magic wand that'll fix everything. Like, you don't have to fix everything, but what do you think the path forward is or might be for the mall or at least the initial steps beyond just hey we're going to do a study on it or we're going to you know work with management which is kind of like okay but then what so do you have a then what or like what are your thoughts on the the then what yeah well let me start by sort of you know resetting the the scene for some folks that don't know it very Mm -hmm. well yet and and again i'm not an expert but but i don't think people realize that the mall has an owner that's mm-hmm. not West Dundee. Right. Right. So right. you don't get to tell people what to do with the land necessarily. Right. There's, sure. you know, zoning and planning and things. And, but this is a, a mall that got purchased mm-hmm. as a, by the way, as part of a portfolio of many malls. So the, the people that own it, right. Or the person or I mean, I forgot the, 
if it's a you know it's individual a group, or yeah. however yeah. they you know the group but but they bought again i'm making this up but 20 malls at the same time and spring hill was one of them right the anchor stores are owned by their particular companies like Kohl's owns Kohl's and such and and then you have a small percentage you know about less than a third the mall actually sits in carpentersville mm -hmm. and and the majority of it's in west md so you have just so many stakeholders and and getting everyone to the table is the is the big task yeah. and, and and march into the same beat so again back to like why a tiff is important and how you how can you really eat this elephant um is is the, is the hard question um in the magic wand world uh we you you're going to hear people talk about it, and i've said it too but it, it's it's sort of as you see things develop around and you're traveling and you guys are going to places with your families you're seeing that mixed use which is that residential retail yeah. entertainment uh, business district uh, think rosemont think schaumburg mm -hmm. where you have this sort of these condos going up and and there's places for them to walk to and eat and shop and and get things done and so maybe a resurgence of the small town neighborhood type of thing i don't think you're going to have butchers on the corner but mm -hmm. but you have you have the chance to walk and and get around and and i don't know if anyone else in the campaign's talking too much about this but hopefully i've made a big enough um a big enough comment that you know from emmett's to to spring hill is 0.8 miles mm -hmm. so you know if you're going from to, from walking but you you wouldn't probably think normally about crossing 72 and 31. Right. Um, right. So, you know, figuring out how to get people back and forth is going to be, in my opinion, the key to, to grow in the area. Cause if you, if you are able to put up some, some good residential units with some retail that is going to be attractive for them, uh, again, not having five burger places, right. right. And it is probably a big deal, you know, to, <laughs> to yeah. diversify the offering a little bit. And, and then maybe you get people that, that stick around with you. Um, but I would love to see the park district be involved in it. I think that, um, having bigger outdoor spaces also attracts people. It, I, my wife's been, um, uh, the general manager of a hotel in, in, in Rosemont for years now. And we mm -hmm. spend a lot of time at that entertainment district. You can ice skate in the middle in the, yeah. Yeah. In the winter time. It's got that turf in the summer. I mean, we're playing Frisbee, we're playing catch, you're having a, you know, having a couple drinks or bring some food. You can, there's all these restaurants there. Um, it's, it's just a logical way for, for the, the town to grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like, um, you look at like a place like, um, almost having like a, a square like Woodstock has, has, has the square that yeah. like it draws sure. everybody in. There's a mixture of shops, there's apartments, there's condos, there's, you know, um, all sorts of things that you can do. I, I always, I always make the joke that I would love to see West Dundee turn into almost like a Geneva, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like a St. Yeah. Charles where it's just like, there's so much to do that it be, it, it, it's not only a place for the residents of the town to go to, but it's almost like a, a quick little destination, you know, right. whenever I've, I've told Brian this dozens of times that when I, when I go out to eat with my wife, it's, we don't, we don't go to Dundee and that's just because being a bartender in this town, I don't want to be spending my time talking to other people in the service industry because obviously we all know each other. You know, I want to be focused on my wife. And so we always make a little trip over to Geneva because it's like, you can, you know, as, as, as parents, you don't get out very often to be able to hit, you know, three or four little spots and have a quick drink and an appetizer at each one of them. You know, it, it creates an experience for you. It almost feels like you're getting more done than you are. Right. Um, and so I would, I would always love to see 
um, something like that happen over here, but seeing something almost like like a like a little like um, an entertainment village, yeah, it, pop it, up that would be neat. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Oh. We we went through Chicago. My my family went through Chicago uh, just the other day. And to avoid all the construction that was going on, we we went through all these side streets and and we got to to Andersonville and, and mm-hmm. it was just like you said where it's just like everything is within walking distance. You can maybe not go to the butcher shop, but like you pop into a little bistro, a little wine area, and then you go you know to your market. It's all right there, and so it's such a lively area, and there's residents that are walking by foot right there. So there's there's just a an energy or a buzz yeah. about it, and I yeah. think that's that's a really kind of cool idea that you, that you're bringing up here, David. Well, and it's not real; it's not my idea, right? I okay. Mean, just to, just to say that, like that the, that to have mixed use going on there, it's just something that I have heard and supported. Mm-hmm. And but what what is my idea is is making sure that we're thoughtful about connecting downtown to Spring Hill mm-hmm. and to the extent that I don't even call it Spring Hill Mall anymore as I've been out campaigning, if you will, right? I'm just calling it Spring Hill because I think there's no more, I think about it as no more mall, mm. right? I Sometimes you begin with the end in mind, right? And they go, okay, this is not a mall anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's stop calling it that and let's think about something else. Let's call it the area and let's get them connected and, and, and think about how the people are gonna flow and we're gonna keep them safe. And, and I think that's, what's, that's, what's going to make people come here and, and, and spend more time. I love it. I love it. No. And I, and I appreciate the humility to say, well, it's not my idea, but what I'm saying is, and, and I, I can appreciate that the, the logistical nightmare that those places can be sometimes when not coordinated properly. Yeah. Having that foresight is, is, is really wise and, and kind of, okay. It, the the then what question so it's great mixed use okay then what you're already thinking about the 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 logistics of it which is which is i think you know like i said very very wise and forward thinking yeah thanks for thanks for saying that yeah absolutely um, it, it's it's tough it is tough and there are you know i mean so many people that have opinions and I, I want to hear them all, right? I want and I want them to be reflected in their vote too. I think that if you have, for example, with your listeners and such, and we're talking about growing support for maybe maybe our generation speaking up and being part of this. I mean, we're going to live here, hopefully, yeah. right? For the next. I mean, I'd like the kids to go to Dundee Middle School mm-hmm. and Jacobs and where, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's like we're growing with it, mm-hmm. and and I. Well, I think a we all want to be proud of it, but we also want to think about um, the the property values going up and and, For sure. and being, being happy happy we made these great decisions right. What we were so smart to move to West Dundee when we did, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and make us make us all look very intelligent. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the Spring Hill Mall is 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 one big thing that's. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very important decision to be made and something uh, that, you know, obviously it'll be important for you guys to be voting on. Um, aside from that, what do you think the most important topics are that a trustee will be voting on? Especially, you know, if you want to make it specific to West Dundee, that's awesome. But even if you want to make it a generalized statement. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a I I almost, you know think I need a minute to sort of That's put okay. some thoughts together on that. I, I think that um, we have 
probably overlooked some of the some of the very basic needs that that our town has and and it's the services that we provide and maybe overlooked is not the right word but we forget how important water quality is mm-hmm. and the streets and the infrastructure and and I'm not the only one talking about this that I mean the candidates especially in that league of women's thing we all sort of talked about the lead service lines that that are existing out there so there's federal money to be leveraged to help uh, to help replace those lines yeah. um west dundee has done uh, has done well i mean we have quality things but when for example like you know that this this covid pandemic began and we started to you know not you know you didn't do some things because in the beginning no one knew what to do right right and then um there wasn't time to maybe or or there wasn't a lot of thought process and oh let's go fix you know I'm going to just pick on one. Let's, let's just say first street. I had to just pick a name out of a hat. You're getting too right. close so to me. We didn't, <laughs> I'm on third. We didn't, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so let's pick on third street, but maybe we didn't, maybe yeah, we didn't yeah. um, fix the potholes on third yeah, street yeah. and now it's... we can get back to doing it. So those infrastructure type of things, like focusing on the, the water, um, the, the relationship we have to the Fox river and, and making sure that, the, that we're doing everything we can to handle those kind of, basic things that that do get overlooked and that's the right time to use the word where mm-hmm. you're like oh it's really it's fine right it's beautiful out here i mean it's i always feel i'm it's beautiful in west Dundee, mm-hmm. um, but i'm sure that there are some things kind of underground right that need our attention oh yeah yeah and i mean really we should be focused on third street it's probably the most important street in all of west Dundee. <laughs> Do both of you live on third? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So it, it is actually funny. We both live on third, uh, but Kevin's on the other side of thirty-two. I'm on the river side. So I'm seventy-two. On, seventy-two. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I said thirty-two. That's okay. Uh, so I'm on the river side. So I'm on the river side too. <clears throat> what? The river yeah. goes over by oh, South yeah, End. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. Somebody was trying to make that argument with me last night. I digress again, but this is important. Okay, you're river <laughs> somebody, side too. Somebody was trying to tell me last night, like, oh well, yeah, but we have the river. I was like, well, yeah, but but so do I. It's like it's a block from my house. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, you know, it's a downstream. It's a downstream relationship. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Okay, um, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Brian's up <laughs> David, uh, I do have a listener question. Actually, Adam, who's a listener and is very active with local politics, uh, wanted to throw this one in, and it's, what do you? As a candidate, what do you bring to the table to negotiate with the current board? So you have some people that have been there a little while, you know, some some faces that have been around West Dundee. What do you feel you bring to the table to like negotiate and, and deal with some of these these hard hitting topics? Yeah, oh, a, a great question. So I think uh, I, where I'd start was uh, where, where I'd start is just my from my own standpoint. If I'm self evaluating, right, I always thought my biggest strength was developing new relationships, nurturing existing ones, uh, to the extent I, I, I highlight this part of my career working for Northern Illinois University where mm-hmm. so I did, I did also go to school there, but then years, years later, after the hospitality career, um, had, I was poking around there. I really, I thought, wow, there's a chance to sort of carry what I'd learned from Marriott in this hospitality world into higher education. And I started working in the alumni office. It's like a private club, right? Is the way that I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And and bring that customer service and that hospitality to the organization. And I ended up into the found in the foundation 
And that's where I learned really, I mean, the most, I was a, I was really a salesperson my whole yeah. life. I mean, I feel like I'm very confident like that. That was what I was trained to sort of do. And, um, when I was in the nonprofit world, I felt like a salesperson still, I was just connecting people to what they loved. Hmm. And in, in cases it was, sometimes it was professors, sometimes it was programs, sometimes it was scholarship, but you got to know folks first. And then you figured out what was important to them. And, and so having that experience and being on a number of different boards over the years. And so as a professional, I've been in, in the business world, let's call it since I was 20. And, and so for 20 years, I have been on volunteer boards, customer advisory boards, board of directors for organizations. And, and you, you learn what's important to people and where where their needs can be met in the in in whatever role that they're in and so negotiating with the current board is that that's how i would start with that i mean our mayor and our village manager both both graduated from niu and actually something like one out of every two village managers in illinois went to niu for their master's degree or their undergrad because mm. of niu's very strong um public administration program so you find common ground with people and then you nurture it and you learn what's important to them and you see what you can do to help that. And our our current board has a, a literally wide experience, um, uh, wide career experiences, yeah. wide differences. Um, so, you know, getting to know them and working with their, their passion points is number one. That's wonderful. Uh, I hope Adam is is pleased with that answer, and thanks, Adam, for for shooting us that note and that question. And David, that's that's a, a really good answer. I, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of board experience. Do you have any any funny stories or anything like that, or or an experience you'd like to share with the voting public and the Mad Libs community here, where? You know, you you'd like to kind of shine a light on something that you had experience doing with these with some of these boards. Well, um, are you are you thinking like um, past past board experience? Yeah, 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 yeah. Any any of the boards, you, you know, whether it's you know a, a nonprofit board or you know an alumni board or whatever the case is, maybe something where you can display like, hey, this is the experience I had and and why I would be a good fit for this board as well. Yeah, you know what? Let me see if I can, and let me throw an answer your way sure. here, and we'll see if I kind of capture what you're talking yeah. about. But I'll tell you, one of the most interesting ones that I ever was on, and I was just, I was really, I learned, I learned a lot from. Uh, it was an organization called the International Association mm -hmm. of Conference Centers. Okay, so that's in this hospitality world still. Okay. Yeah, and they're. Um, their conference centers are places where you you have specifically designed uh, facilities for training. So whether it be corporate offering or small businesses that will take advantage of a space to have a have a meeting, a planning and development meeting, but you have more classroom type of, of learning experiences, food and beverage offering, um, group things happening. And so it was a neat, it was perfect for my career at the time. But the reason I want to share this one is because they they were really quite sharp and they had this board of directors and it was an international one and that's why i wanted to bring it up because i thought this is something hmm. that's really bigger than i could ever have imagined right and yeah and they had something called the board associate so what you were not a full board of directors but there was a board associate and it was some it, you had to be under 30 to apply for this position hmm. um so 
uh, I was 20, I was in late, late twenties. And I thought, man, I should, I think I could get this. So I put the resume together. Right. And I, and I get in and I was accepted and I, and I, I don't know how many people I beat out anymore. You know, it was, this is probably 20. So it was 2011 yeah. or so 2010, 2011 timeframe. And I'm sitting at the table and I go around the room and introduce everybody and to, to introduce me. And we're in Washington DC at a, at a hotel um, out that way. Wow. And there were, there were CEOs and, and owners really of these hospitality companies. And keep in mind, I had worked for Marriott at, you know, and mm-hmm. um, there were all these big franchise companies that it opened up my world so much that I realized that not only was Marriott, not the only hotel company, although it feels <laughs> like it sometimes they, they own everything these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even 10, thir- you know, 10 to 12 years ago, they were a big deal. And these, and they welcomed me onto this committee and I met people from all over the world. We did chefs competitions. We I helped run a, a, a national conference um, as, uh, you know, uh, I captured emerging trends. And my job as the young guy at the table yeah. was to find out what young people are doing and find out how to get them involved in the business and into the leadership and into the training and all that. Mm. And we did, you know, this is, this is like mind blowing at the time. Again, it was probably 2010. We put together a social media guide for the conference centers because many of these conference centers weren't run by Marriott. They were run by smaller franchise companies. They didn't all have the big budgets that, you know, people didn't have social media coordinators or directors, you know, until, until much more recent times, right. Where it was usually somebody's additional responsibility. Oh, like Kevin, you're good at that. You know, you're, you know, why don't you just do Twitter? Right. And to think about 2008, nine, 10, right. Right. That you didn't have a, you didn't have a social media director back then. So we put together these guides for, and, and it was like an incredible windfall because all these people were visiting the website and they were downloading our studies and all this stuff. And we, and I had put together a, a committee of all under, you know, all, all people younger than me, we were all under 30. We all got to go to Houston to this conference and present to all, you know, this room of 300 people. That was just really neat. And it was, again, it was one of those things where I'm like, wow. I really like doing this. I really, not only do I like, again, the performance element of it, but but weighing in, having an opinion, having the courage to share it, getting feedback, and then presenting it so you know the world can see. Yeah, when you said you were gonna try to capture what I wanted out of that question, uh, you captured it, you hit nailed it. it. Nailed <laughs> it, nailed Kev- it. Yeah, Kevin always says it, nailed it. You got it. Yeah, I've heard it. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately that's one of my, uh... <laughs> For as much as I, I tease I Joe, been listening, man. no, for one is for for as much as I tease Joe Biden about his uh, um, his budget speech. Oh yeah, which I shared with uh, a couple or with uh, Simon at oh, work, okay. who okay. listens all the time. Yeah. Um, he loved it, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. <laughs> um, but now, 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 I'm getting to it. You can do a Kevin drinking game, which actually <laughs> my my wife has a has a drinking game for the podcast. Uh, she doesn't do it, but she has all the rules to it, and I, I'm pretty sure that's one of them. So we do have we we do have one more question for you, um, yeah. probably the most important one. Um, I'm not trying to put a lot of weight on it, but it's pretty serious. Uh, and then after this, we can open the floor if you have any questions for us. But Brian sure. and I, obviously, um, we we well, we've been doing this almost three years now, so we. Um, we really we have our thoughts on 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 the things that are wrong in this country, and um, and you know we often just say how baffling it would be to try to fix the whole country, but Brian and I think that we could do it in a matter of three weeks, um, and we have what's called the <laughs> Mad Libs Dictatorship Program, 
<laughs> where Brian and I are given full reign. We can do whatever we want. Former legislation does not matter. Um, would you be, is, would this be something that you could get on board with? You know, again, three week guarantee. Well, I mean, three week guarantee. We, we're going to get it done in two weeks. We want one week of fun in Washington. Um, Sightseeing. Just <laughs> During our authoritarian rule. Okay. But I'm just saying, dude, you know, like those, the, the things they used to carry the, the Egyptian, um, yeah, sure. princes around on sure, sure. it. Rickshaw. Rick oh, Gunn. that would be great for you guys. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you know, that's this is a huge thing. If you so want, so you're Brian, asking if he has any opposition to this. Yeah, song. I want to know if you have any opposition to that because it could weigh in here's, on me and here's me what and... I know about. Here's what I know about questioning dictators. Yeah, you don't question dictators. <laughs> See, I think he he gets it. He gets it. All right, cool. That's a it's official. He should be a special advisor. <laughs> it's official now. <laughs> Brian, 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 and I will be voting for you now. Uh, so. <laughs> so David, anything? I will tell you though. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I was, I was just gonna say, is is there anything else you you really need to hit on before before we we end the interview because we really appreciate your time and wanted to make sure your your message was amplified. So is there anything that you feel like you need to get across uh, before before we call it a day? Yeah, well, let me, yeah, I mean, I think I want to reiterate to, to the group here and um, to, to meaning your group of listeners that um, there will not be a lot of people that vote. And so you have the opportunity to pass the torch on here to another generation, to our generation of, of leaders um, and, and, and get your opinions and guys like Adam who are listening and, and you're, you're just your loyal group that it can only get bigger and better from here. And, and I moved to West Indy in 2015 mm-hmm. and at, at, you know, I'm in a sort of tailspin here, which you can appreciate, but leading up to moving, we, we came from Schaumburg and, and I knew all these plans that West Indy had of what the mall and with what was going on and the movie theater and, and the expectations that, that, that I had, I think were, were somewhat met. I think that people, couldn't have anticipated what's happened the last couple of years. Right. Right. And, right. and it, it felt, I've said this to my wife and I've said this to a lot of people that, that listen, even, even moving into West Dundee when I did, uh, as far as we've come, it still feels like we're on the ground floor and, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. It, what I mean is that we're still here. There's still so much to do and grow. And, and as much as we've achieved, it's just like, it feels endless to me that we could just keep going. Yeah. And what we need to do is get get to some of the team that's been leading us for so long to to just sort of information drop, right? Download, right? To, yeah. to these guys, like I'm in my 40s, right? So, you know, I'm eager and energized to learn as much as I can so we can keep the ship going, particularly for our, ch- our children. Yeah. And that the schools are great. The water's great. They feel safe. We don't have to worry about them at the park. Right, walking across the street, um, uh, these things matter a great deal to small towns like us. And and I just have to say, uh, like for the third time now, getting people out to vote yeah. and and getting some um, getting some participation, and and then you have some people that you know in and you know sitting at the table, and you can get the real scoop, right? Because y- you know I'm you you know who you're dealing with. That's awesome. Uh, I love that messaging. I I'm going to speak for fifty percent of the Mad Libs podcast and say I formally endorse you. I'm excited to go vote for you. I think at the very least, people listening are going to be 
inspired by your messaging to go act. So I hope, in my opinion, that they vote for you as one of the trustees. Uh, but at the very least, I think your messaging comes across with such hope and an optimism for both the area and, and what you can do in this role. And, and, and I believe it. So you have my endorsement, David, and you have my vote. So I'm, I'm very excited to cast it. That's super kind of you. I, it, I am absolutely grateful hearing you say that. And endorsements are a hard thing to come by. Yeah. Right? People don't want to put their name out there. In some cases, I didn't even ask businesses because I didn't want to make it awkward for them. Sure. I, I love going to all these businesses and it, some guys like, we don't really know you that well. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be here and, and I just really love what you guys are doing. I'm going to keep listening and, Great. You know, I'd, I mean, if, if we if we still have some time, I do have some questions for you. But some of sure. the questions I have yeah. are more for like what you guys do, how you do it, how do we grow it, how do I how do I keep keep in touch with you? Uh. Because we could, I think we could grow the the participation and um, and and you know maybe you guys have a little local segment. I can't help thinking about like John Oliver. It, you know, when he was like the real time yeah. or whatever he was, right? The, you know, the British correspondent yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like I could be your local West Dundee correspondent. I love it. Right. And, you know, and, and I think that it's, it's important because you have these people listening and your friends and family are here and mine are here. So we're all listening. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. So I, I love the idea. And, and I do, I think we have a little bit of time left. I mean, oh yeah. So, I mean, so, so if you have our, some questions. Listen, as 50% owner of this podcast, I say we have as much time as we want. Okay. And the other 50% <laughs> yeah, says yeah. the same. You can, you can edit it out in post, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Finally. Uh, so fire away. Go ahead. Uh, ask away. Any questions? Yeah, you got? Well, so, so what, what do you think that would be something that would get more participation do you think that you're you, you know even doing this with me like i guess i i tried to ask you that earlier but have you have, have any other trustee or candidates interviewed with you guys so no not not uh not for west Dundee. actually well, not at all um you are you are our first trustee interview which i mean is a real honor for you you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I came to you. I came to you. So, like, I don't know if you so told Brian. I did. Story, I did. But, I did. Um, yeah, and, it's, and and I didn't even actually. I just wanted to talk to you guys about what you do because I thought you would teach me some things about, you know, um, about what was going on around here. Yeah. And then as I listen to you, I get okay. So you're, you're not focused so much locally here, which is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's fine. So I want to try to pull you in I a little it. bit and 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 get because you're so smart. You guys are reading and you're paying attention and you got your ear to the ground here so so we can you know i think we can get some local folks here mutually moving. beneficial for sure yeah absolutely and so i yeah. think the, the, the funny thing is too like um you know brian and i have seen as much as we don't always notice it you know we've seen growth in the podcast and yeah. and and when we started like i said it'll be three years in in uh i want to say is it august when's our anniversary brian uh, i think june July. June, June, July. Oh, August. it was after it was after June. You know, my dad had to croak. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you guys do very casually talk about that. I've, I've, I've heard that's a yeah. that's a that's a Brian thing. It's actually a wonderful. That's me going through my trauma. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a wonderful thing that I picked up from him. It's great. Um, <laughs> um, but it's 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 crazy because you know over the course of three years, like when we first started this, you know, did did we want a hundred million dollar Spotify deal like Joe Rogan? Hell yes. Yes. Big time. <laughs> Did I want to quit my day job? Well, night job. <laughs> yeah. I don't get a day job. 
Um, but when I, did I want to quit the job? Hell yes. Like that was that was definitely something that we would have accepted. Um, or bribe money from Papa John's to not talk shit about them. Yes. Um, but you know, we we knew from the very the very beginning that it was like it was just something that we wanted to do, and we wanted to have fun. You know, really, I wanted an excuse to hang out with Brian twice a week, and so I picked up podcasting. Um. <laughs> well, and, and I think for me, it filled a void. <clears throat> so, yeah. David, you know, I was a teacher for seven years, and I taught government and psychology. And I mean, what what is a political podcast if not for politics and psychology right so it it filled that void because i moved into the corporate world and and you know that has its own benefits but i i missed that conversational piece and and i think i think we can all agree no matter where you are on the spectrum after 2016 we lost that ability to have the conversation that's like our biggest mantra here is have the conversation have the difficult conversations that you've kind of been coached not to have like no sex politics or religion right and Mm -hmm. so politics is one of those off you know the the switch is always off for people because you don't want to offend someone you don't want to you know step on anyone's toes and and so i think the there's this loss in in not having the conversation and learning that it's okay to have disagreements but more importantly to hear someone and listen to someone that disagrees with you and, and actively listen, not just debate, but hear people out. Yeah. And Brian, so, yeah. Brian never listens to me. I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a good time and, and I don't want to dive fully back into the trustee thing, but yeah. I had one of the meetings that I was at recently. So I've been going to the trustee meetings Love since, it. since becoming candidate. I figure for me, it's establishing the cadence. It's making sure my, my kids and my wife know that every other Monday I'm going to be here right? Doing this thing. And so I might as well start now. Yeah. So, so they're ready. And, um, I heard chief, um, our police chief Gorski, um, he, he said something sort of similar. So I, I don't mean to make a hard left turn here, no, but you're, you're, no. you're going to, you're going to follow me in a second is that he, he's talking about training and, and emphasized the funding that we need to train, um, the, our, our police officers and and specifically he said somewhere along the last 30 years since i've been a since i've been in law enforcement we have been overusing tools and and not de-escalating situations and mm. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said yeah. but his comments were like we lost the ability to, to talk and communicate and our law enforcement officers are are missing that training where you know, they move to a tool, whether it's a taser or a this or a that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and in some cases, right, and I'm, and I'm not solving all of law enforcement problems here, but, but in some, some cases you think, wow, what an insightful thing that this guy yeah. said. And some of the things that they're doing here locally in West Dundee to just be better with their hands, to be better right. sort of um, in the situation and, and the type of effort it takes when you're training, especially a police officer or, or a fire, you know, if, um, one of our firefighters, if they're in training, they're not in the field, right? So right. we're a man down on the patrol because we're doing training. So how are we addressing those things? But I, but I think it's kind of like what you said here. It's like we're, we're not talking anymore. We're going to Facebook or we're texting our friends or whatever. Yeah. You don't have that like, why can't we disagree and still sit in the same room? Yeah, I don't get it. You know, it's it's an incredible it's an incredible thing, and it's 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 almost a sad thing. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel like some in some ways, 
um, you know, as I was, as I was getting to earlier and then of course I got off track and, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, I got up early with the kids and now I've, I've worked a full day and, and now I'm podcasting, but this, this is the second most fun part of my day. Yeah. I can't give my kids second place. <laughs> they got to get first yeah. on this one. Um, but you know, I, I feel as though it, things, things are starting to change. There's starting to be an opening up, you know, I, I'm not saying on a national level, <clears throat> But at least with the people that I talk to, and maybe part of that is the the confidence that I've I've kind of gained as far as talking about the, the tough issues like politics. Um, thanks a lot, Brian. That's thanks to you, buddy. Oh. Um, you know, all it took was was three hours and closing down Emmett's the day yeah. I met you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I can talk about to- politics openly. Um, and, and you know, and I think we kind of see that in our numbers on the podcast. What I was kind of getting to earlier, like I was saying, is. Um, we never thought that we would have the growth that we've gotten to today, you know, over the course of a little less than three years um, where, you know, I can, we can pull up the analytics for the podcast and I'm like, wait, how many people listen to us? You know, and when from where, yeah, yeah. That's another (laughs) cool thing. Um, But you know, we, we can look at it and Brian and I just had this conversation. It's probably about, well, no, it was the beginning of the year, right in January, we got the, the wrapped, um, from Spotify and it tells us, you know, how, what our increases are, how many minutes we put out, how many listeners we've gained, how many more people are listening to the full episode, so on and so forth. Um, and I just pulled a you there, buddy, where I just give a bunch of examples. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's, it's been incredible to me to see where we're at. You, 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 I almost have to do a double take and say, wait, what? How, that we've done that many, like that with the fact that we did almost 4,000 minutes. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of, of podcast last year. Yeah, um, you know it, it's awesome, and I'd like to see that that continue to grow, and so we can have conversations like this, and that we can encourage people, you know, around us, and and you know, for all of our listeners that aren't local, um, you know, if we can have that sort of influence, I just think it would be. Yeah, I think I really think you're awesome. you're hitting the nail the nail on the head again with the idea of like influence, and David, like you're you're bringing up this idea of influence and getting involved in as a village trustee. I think for us, like, you know, I look around the East and West Dundee areas and you see people like Duke, right? And yeah. he, he's got his barbecue, but he's doing other things. And, Certainly. You know, we worked with Tammy, you know, over, at, you know, she, she runs Spa Blue and she does a lot for the community, the Boys and Girls Club, same with Maria over at Blue Root. Like people that are doing you know, great things for their businesses are mm-hmm. also having an impact on the community. So I, I, you know, really like your idea of getting involved with the, the, the more local levels type stories and, in, and in informing people in this area, in addition to what we do at the, at the higher levels of, of government as well in, in the news cycle. So I think, you know, having this conversation with you really kind of opened my eyes to, the impact that can be had at the local level, even if it's, you know, running for village trustee or doing a, a local nonprofit or having a podcast, like you can have influence. And I think that's the most important takeaway for, for me as, as a podcaster is what kind of positive influence can I have on the people and, and community around me? Yeah, that is beautiful. Well said. I think it's like, it's going great for you guys. And, you know, um, Kevin had mentioned that you might get representative Ness. Did you guys get, get I just, so ironically enough, I just sent her an email today. 
Um, Great. So we're hoping to have her on. I was lucky enough to work that fundraiser for her. Um, so like, you know, it's been, it actually, it's been a very exciting, like yeah. last year, yeah. you know, la- you know, the last 365 days have been fun because I've gotten to meet so many more people and, you know, it, it's, it's one of those perks of being a bartender, um, where like you get to talk yeah. to a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, and, and it just so happens that, you know, in this last year, I've, I've, I've been able to talk to, you know, a few politicians and, I mean, I, I've had a couple of conversations with people that are running for for the school board as well. Nice, um, you know, and and again, one perk is a lot of a lot of these people running like live in my town, right. like not just right. in yeah. West, not just in West Dundee. I mean, I'm sorry, in my my little neighborhood over there. Sure. Um, so it's it's been a really cool experience. Well, I would think with with what you guys do, it's going to be more in your future, and I'd like to be part of that too. And I'm going to send you an email I saw from Suzanne Ness's office of press release that, that has, has a nice honor to her. So it might be some good info for, for you to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but, and also I sat down with um, a number of other leaders. So I met with our um, leader of the Chamber of Commerce, the Northern Kane County Chamber of Commerce. I mean, uh, Melissa Hernandez, she's just incredibly smart and connected leader in our community she'd be somebody that you know would would be great to talk to um our so so well we have nast as a democrat we have our senator who is a republican which is uh congressman dewitt and so i met with somebody from his office too um who she was a former trustee too Hmm. becky is her name um just like just a wealth of information around the community of of people that are so committed to keeping things moving locally yeah it's such a big deal. I want to go back to when, if you, you know, I, I, I hope I'm not rambling too much for no, you guys. No, but, no. Um, Brian, you said something, and I wrote it down here. So give me a second to. No, that's that. yeah. I might, absolutely. might have to come back to it, but you, your, your comment or your question was more along the lines of why did you get into politics or something like that? Yeah. What made you kind of want to run, or or why did you get into politics even at the local level? I think that's where we're going. And, and I didn't really say this at the first time, but I'll take a second crack at it because I think of it a lot less like politics and a lot more like community service because what we're doing and the services that we're providing for the community and making the decisions and kind of feeling like the, 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 the um, path of West Indy is going, it doesn't feel political to me. It feels like people have opinions. We want to represent them. We want to share them with each other and we want to kick around the table and, and then we're all right because somebody has to make a decision we can't just you know like you said do another study right we've got to pull some triggers and 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 for me it doesn't feel like i'm in politics because i'm not i don't i feel like i'm not debating red versus blue right i feel like we're doing the best thing for west on and and for me it's such an easy thing to say that and i feel my voting record would show me to be a very independent voter over the years anyhow um but um but it it feels like the ultimate volunteer role it doesn't really feel like i'm in politics no that's that's a wonderful sentiment i think you know at the national scale and even the state scale there's so much red versus blue and here is it's more like you said it's it's a difference of opinions and yeah. and paths and so i love the idea of pulling the trigger on some things and like all right where do we go from here where do we you know the then what and and the whys are are the most important things for me and you've really kind of uh you know eloquently stated like 
that's what you want to do is like move forward. And, and so, you know, action is sometimes the most important thing. And it's, you know, you don't want the paralysis by analysis. Like, okay, okay, let's do another case study. Let's do another meeting with management. And like, no, no, we, we got to pull the trigger and we got to do something. And, and I feel that way with so much of politics, even at the national level, like we got to do something like right. we can't, the status quo, the stagnation that happens is, is just as, as bad as, is making a bad decision. Right. So, um, I, I love the idea of yeah, just, like, just as costly too, sometimes yes. just as costly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the writing on the wall was there for, for Spring Hill Mall and soon to be Spring Hill area as you, as you eloquently put. So, uh, I, I, I like that. And, and like I said, you know, I, I'm just fascinated by your candidacy and, 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 you know, I was happy to, to have you on when Kevin was like, Hey, we, we should bring this guy on. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I've just loved everything you've had to say. And just, um, the, the warmth that you bring, you know, politics, local state national it can be very cold it can be very yeah. cut and dry and i think you bring a certain warmth to it as well where you have that business edge you obviously have a business you've negotiated you've been on boards you have that experience but there's also a warmth to you because you're just like we need to do the right thing so not only we do well but our kids have a place to grow up and be proud of where they came from yeah. And, and I'll, I'll put a bow on that by say it really comes down to personal accountability. Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable waking up when I have tried my best right. every single day when, when I have just put it all out there and, and, and we're going the right direction. I don't, you don't, you, you wake up and you say, man, I should have said that. I, you, there's always going to be those moments. Right. But, but can you put your head down at night and say, yeah, I, you know, I really made the best decision with the information I had. And, and I feel confident that we're doing the right thing. That's what I'm shooting for. And, and I can, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, that you guys are around here. I'm, I'm glad for this. I'm still grateful that you are able to get me on before the election so that yeah. I can share this with, with the people of our town. Sure. And, and, and I love your logo, your, you know, your, I, whatever you call it, the logo or <laughs> yeah, yeah. your, your splash screen. I mean, it's so cool. Like your two characters. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait to, to share that with, with the people that are following me and, and our town here. Appreciate yeah. you. Shout out to Christine for having that done for yeah. us. That's one of our loyal listeners. She, uh, she had our logo edited to us. So. You know, Hey, I, I have to thank you again. I mean, this is awesome. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Um, and you know, we've already, we've already started hyping it up in the community that this episode is coming. So everybody will be looking out for it tomorrow. Um, so yeah, again, thank you Great. so much for joining us. Uh, Brian, thank you as always. Thank you. Killer, and, killer job. Buddy. And like I said, David, you got my endorsement. I'm, I'm ready to go vote, uh, again for the listeners, April 4th. And it's David Haas who has joined us and, and, Giving us some some wonderful ideas to think about. Do good, be great. Love you guys. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. This ain't status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out on the mo. This is bye bye ta ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why ones on the attack? I'm a Republican now.